0: Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and I'd like to welcome you to our latest podcast. In this podcast, I'll talk about mainly liver CT and dual-phase imaging and CT angiography and how we typically evaluate hepatic masses. Before I do that, I want to make just one comment of interest to me. We get lots of questions on CT as us, and I sometimes notice trends. And one of the things I've noticed is one of the topics that seems to be of great interest these days, and it's always a topic, of course, that's very important to radiology, is that about radiation dose. And um, I've noticed this a lot more recently. So I think what's important to know is that people are really paying much more attention. Usually radiation dose questions tended in the past to focus on pediatric patients, but that's not the case now. It's focusing, first of all, on cardiac CT, but it's also focusing on... A range of different uh, topics. So again, that's something that's very important, and we'll probably do a discussion on radiation in one of the upcoming podcasts. In this one, let me focus on liver imaging. So the question is, what's the best way of evaluating the liver? So let me give you a specific scenario. Patients with hepatitis B or C, elevated AFP, what is the scenario? What should you be doing? What's the optimal study to detect the presence of hepatoma? So in saying that, there's several questions. One, of course, is you do a non-contrast CT. Some people routinely do non-contrast CT. There's certain advantages to it, particularly in a cirrhotic patient. Non-contrast CT can be very helpful when looking at nodules in the liver, often regenerating nodules a higher density than Uh, more typical uh, tumor nodules. So that can be very helpful. Um, You always see parenchymal irregularity, obviously, on non-contrast CT. But our experience has been that we've not routinely done it. Sometimes we do, but in most cases we don't. And that's probably true with most institutions. Then the question is, what phases do you acquire? Again, as with other topics, if radiation wasn't an issue, when you evaluate the liver, you probably would get four phases: non-contrast, arterial phase, venous phase, and late phase imaging. So, in saying that we don't want to do four t- phases on everybody, you know what phases are critical. Well, surely, if you're looking for hepatoma, the arterial phase is most critical. Many articles have shown that between 20 and 50% of hepatomas will be missed unless you do arterial phase imaging. These lesions are typically hypervascular. Often they're small, occasionally they're multiple, and it's only on this arterial phase image that you'll see the lesion. Now what we do is we do 0.75 millimeter thick sections at 0.5 millimeter intervals and do 3D mapping. So one of the other things arterial phase gives you is very nice angiographic maps of the liver. Often this will allow you to recognize neovascularity even in select cases where you're not certain there's a mass present and neovascularity of course makes it also easier to be certain you're dealing with malignancy. So that indeed is very important. We do angiographic maps. The venous phase imaging, which is typically at around 60 seconds post-injection, and again, injection 100 to 120 cc's of Omni 350, injected at 4 cc's a second. At about 55 to 60 seconds out, we do venous phase imaging. Is the ideal phase for looking at the portal vein and uh, its branches, looking for portal vein thrombosis, for example, or cavernous transformation, or in cirrhotic patients, of course, looking at all sequences, of, uh, that may occur from uh, splenomegaly to uh, varices and the like, but uh, that's a terrific phase for that, also good looking at the hepatic veins. In terms of venous phase imaging, in most cases of hepatoma, when you use venous phase, the lesions are hypodense, they typically will have washed out. As we commented a moment ago, in many cases, you'll see them arterially and on the venous phase imaging. But in 20 to 50% of cases, that's just not going to happen. So arterial phase is critical, venous phase is then helpful. The excretory phase or late phase imaging, three to five minutes out, typically on hepatoma has not been that helpful to me, where it is helpful in case of cholangiocarcinoma with lesions because they're somewhat fibrous, enhance greater on late phase imaging. Again, cholangio versus hepatoma, you'll typically see some dilated ducts present. Though we have seen cholangios that are intrahepatic that look identical to hepatomas. But the late phase routinely is not going to be all that helpful. So to me, the best phase in these patients arterial, second best phase venous. And we'll always do dual phase and we do 3D mapping. And that is very critical. In the future, I think we will see some changes. There's work being done now on perfusion CT, the ability to look at the liver, not just to look for masses, but for looking at changes in perfusion as an early sign of tumor. That's going to be helpful. It's also potentially possible that perfusion imaging will allow us to differentiate between tumor and regenerating nodules. That's also something that may be possible with the newer scanners that do dual-source imaging introduced at RSNA this past year, like the Siemens definition. One of the hopes is with dual-phase imaging at 80 and, say, 120 kVp, we can do more tissue characterization. So I think one of the things I'm trying to point out is that hepatic imaging, which has been around for 30 years, is getting better and will get better. There's going to be a lot of new opportunities for us to be more sensitive in detecting disease, and more specific in defining what is malignancy and what is simply a regenerating nodule, for example. So those are two exciting areas. In terms of technique, I think it's critical, rapid delivery of contrast is critical, timing is critical. If you inject too slow or scan too late, you will miss hepatic tumors, that's very important. Also, using these two phases, characterization of lesions from hemangiomas to FNH to hepatic adenomas is routinely very doable, so that is also very helpful. So in saying that, again, in your practice, determine what cases need dual-phase imaging. We're doing more and more of them. What cases need post-processing, particularly these cirrhotic patients, when you're looking for subtle changes, these are ideal patients for CT angio. Uh, again, in terms of CT angio, we do both volume rendering and MIP. For looking at the neovascularity, MIP is uh, typically ideal. So, again, know how to use your post-processing tools. Uh, other than that, in terms of liver imaging, of course, for PO contrast, we use water. You don't want positive contrast in place. Other things we look at, of course, are the presence of nodes and the hepatis Nodes are very common, particularly in patients with parenchymal liver disease. We also see secondary signs in patients with cirrhosis of uh, wet bowel, trace societies, thickened right colon, splenomegaly, varices, particularly esophageal varices, gastric varices, and retroperitoneal varices, depending on the extent of the cirrhosis and portal hypertension, recanalization of the umbilical vein, engorgement of the mesenteric vessels, be it SMV or portal vein, are all possible. And of course, looking at portal vein patency is critical. In these patients, since we're uh, potentially going to have some of these patients go on to liver transplant, excluding tumor as well as excluding portal vein thrombosis is critical to making them uh, candidates for transplant. So I'll stop there. Hopefully, that helps you a little bit thinking at this moment about liver imaging. Again, the key thing is technique, the key thing is expanding what you deliver to the referring physicians. And by using some of the post-processing techniques, by doing properly timed injections, by doing multiple sequences, you will really optimize your hepatic imaging in both lesion detection and differentiation. And with that, I'll stop there, and thank you very much for your attention.